Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 53 of Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay. And as it has been for a while, Mr. Cash is still over there being his awesome co-host producer self. Hey, hey what's up? I'm over here being my student and take that quiz that you sent me. So <laughs> sorry, I've been so busy. I know everybody says, well, I've been busy. I've been busy. It's a pandemic. Like, dude, look, look trust me, I've been busy. Okay, so you're just like calling yourself out on it before we even get started. Yeah, you absolutely. Did not take the quiz. I did send it though. Last you did, week absolutely. you accused me of not sending it. So no. now we, we know that the sending has occurred. The sending has occurred. <laughs> okay, no worries. You'll be off the hook. Even Thanks. though we're wrapping up with um, attachment styles today, we will definitely have to talk about them more. And as I get everything launched with the or relaunched with my workshop, we're definitely going to have to talk about it more. So just, you know, don't like, don't not do it, but we'll, we'll get back to it. It'll be all right. We'll get there. I'm the evasive standoffish. Yeah, I don't really want to be in a committed relationship, relationship style. I'm just kidding. I do want that. <laughs> no worries. I did send you a meme the other day. I don't know if you saw it where it said something like, I want to go out in public until I get out in public and the public is there. And that seemed like a very Randy Cash thing. It was hysterical. Thank you. I got a good chuckle. Every time I find those, I have to send them. So anyways, all of that is to say we are still talking about attachment styles as we have been now for the last number of weeks. And I've had a few people reach out and be like, why do you keep talking about these? I feel like you've like beat this horse. And it's like, well, because here's the thing. First of all, no one is all one style. So it's not like I could just, you know, I mean, we could do like a three hour podcast and talk about all of them at once, but I feel like that would be like a whole bunch. Um, also, though, it's important to know that throughout your life cycle, throughout, you know, relationships that you go through, you may actually find yourself shifting and kind of changing a little bit when it comes to how you relate to others and how you attach to others. The other thing I want you to keep in mind is that this is not a judgment nor is it a negative label that I want anyone to attach to themselves. This is not about being mean to self. This is actually about learning how to better understand yourself, how you're showing up, and then to learn ways to manage your style so that it doesn't kind of lead you around and maybe have you make decisions or say things or do things that don't really feel congruent with who you want to be. That's all it is. Kind of like uh, getting information on yourself so you can yes. change your behavior if, if needed. If needed. Exactly, exactly. So as we've gone through them, we went through secure attachment, anxious preoccupied attachment, dismissive attachment, and now this week we're going to talk about fearful avoidant attachment. And when we're talking about the avoidant attachment styles, so dismissive avoidant last week and fearful avoidant this week, we are talking about people that if this is your primary style, you may find it hard at times to really let people in. The difference between the dismissive attachment that we spoke of last week and the fearful attachment is that with the fearful avoidant attachment style, there's going to be a lot more hot and cold. Like some days you may want a relationship. Some days you may not. Some days you may trust your partner. Some days you may not. Some days you may trust yourself. Other days you may not. And you may feel that it's hard to find like a regulated emotional stance 
on this topic. It kind of flip flops back and forth. And that can make it really complicated for someone that's trying to make decisions about commitment, because now you find yourself in a relationship and then you may flip back and go, oh, wait, I don't know if I want this. Now I'm not really sure. I just, you know, and you kind of start to question yourself or question your partner, or maybe you'll shut down and kind of not let them in at all. But then at the same time, you're kind of fearful that they're going to walk away and leave. So you don't want that, but you don't quite know how to actually connect with them in like a vulnerably authentic way. Sometimes, not all the time. This isn't like a, it is this way once and it's this way forever. Yeah, I wouldn't say from what I'm hearing from you, anyone it falls under just one of these categories. It seemed it's like something. Do you see how do these different categories apply to you? You know, yeah. each all of them, I would say, applies to all of us in some way. Right. Yeah, I think we have moments where we're going to show up as all of the things. And there's generally a primary style or a couple of primary styles that seem to be the most, you know, the most constant. And then the other pieces sort of show up. And I also had somebody ask, like, well, is the goal to be securely attached? And I guess in some high level way, we could say, sure, that that's a great goal to strive for. But I don't want someone to hear that if they don't already have that as their primary style, that it somehow means a bad thing. It just simply means the more that you can bring awareness, the better, you know, management you're going to have of it. So when I work with someone that has a fearful avoidant attachment style, we work on grounding activities, you know, that if they find themselves going down a path where, they, they know they want to connect with someone or maybe they've already connected with someone, but they can't really let themselves fully connect to the process. Rather than feeling like we have to do it all in one big swoop, we start talking about ways they can ground themselves in the relationship. Maybe there are, you know, moments where their partner has shown them that they can be trusted, or maybe they had you know, just sort of a, um, a really good date or a really good experience that they can ground themselves in and go, yes, this person loves me. We're in this together. We're on the same team. It is also okay for partners in a relationship to figure out a check-in with each other, what's known as a pattern interrupt, so that we don't just give into the extreme overwhelming emotion and we bring some logic to the situation and we start to come down from that level of intensity. Yeah, I would say you definitely have to learn how to become vulnerable with other people and address your feelings and more importantly express those which is something that i have had trouble with for a long time but i'm getting much much better though but it's you know you have to at some point make yourself vulnerable man but i think with these different styles like i said before you could see how each of you know the different situations that you're talking about how your feelings might fall under these different categories and it might give you the information to kind of navigate out of them in a more positive way you know that makes sense absolutely it does and then also there's the element of awareness is sort of the key to life every time we turn on one of the awareness centers in our brain and we become very keenly aware of something about ourselves it gets really hard to go through the motions without at least recognizing it. And then maybe the way it would work is this. The first time you catch yourself going down that path, maybe you aren't able to stop the spiraling thoughts. Maybe it just 
is something that you're aware of, but you have a different cognitive process rather than feeling so fused with it. And then maybe the next time you feel triggered, you're able to at least give voice to it. And you say to your partner, look, I'm feeling really triggered right now. I may say some things that I don't mean. I'm just giving you a warning. So you learn how to kind of check in and, and give a bit of detail about what may occur. Then maybe a few times down the road from there, you're even able to say, okay, look, before I say something that I'll regret or that I don't mean, I'm going to go take a walk or I'm going to go splash some cool water on my face or I'm going to, you know, journal for a minute and try to get my thoughts and my emotions out on paper so that I don't just dump them all over you. Right. So that's sort of a like a way you can imagine, like the goal is to make little baby steps and to do things at a pace that feels manageable for you. Otherwise, you're going to feel like you're doing too much changing too fast, and it might even intensify some of the fearful avoidant behaviors because now it feels so unsafe that you don't have a grounding mechanism to allow you to feel, you know, kind of secure in that moment. Yes, yeah, like remember I used to talk about the red flags, you know, like I always would see the red flags and I never really knew how to get through, you know, them or, um, you know, navigate certain situations and everything you're saying. It seems like it's some these are ways for you to see these red flags and then how to, you know, address them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like you you start to develop a dialogue, you know, and that's how all of the things that I talk about in the podcast, in any of my social media, in my workshops, it's all this like building process of like this plus this plus this plus this plus a whole bunch of other things all adds up to having a really healthy relationship that's based on being courageous being vulnerable, being authentic, having communication that feels balanced and healthy where everyone has a voice and it's not one-sided. And so a lot of times when we're talking about some of the more avoidant uh, attachment styles, it can actually be difficult for both people to feel secure if both people are being avoidant. So the more you can just say, hey, you know, I think you're doing that thing where you're trying to push me away and I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I'm right here. I'm, I am here to stay, you know, and you not that you want to have to validate your partner, but that you want to sort of give them that confidence in that moment when they're feeling a little bit less than. And then maybe they do the same for you at a later point, because I do get that question a lot. What if two people with an avoidant personality style or an attachment style end up in a relationship? Does that just mean they're doomed? And I, I never think that, you know, if some if two people decide they don't want to be together, that's that's fine. I'll respect that. But I don't think it has to be like a death sentence for the relationship. You just have to be willing to have those tough conversations. And I have had some people choose not to over the years that just say, you know, this is too hard. I don't want to do it. OK, and I respect that. But I do qualify it by saying it feels too hard right now, not an absolute. It is too hard. Just simply it feels too hard right now. Just by changing that small piece of word where instead of saying it absolutely is too hard, I give myself the qualifier that maybe it just feels too hard right now. I can come back to it a few hours from now, a few days from now, maybe it's a few years from now, but you've already turned on those awareness centers that will allow you to start processing things just a little bit differently. Yeah, well, it is hard. That's why it's called courageous conversation, but I promise it gets easier the more you do it. You know, you get more practice at it. You get more comfortable expressing yourself and, you know, developing trust. 
And it is important to mention as we're talking about the fearful avoidant that one of the things that I love Brene Brown's work because she talks about that if we never give in to the vulnerability aspect and try to connect to someone else, we will feel safe on some level, but at the same time, because we are wired for connection, when we try to connect with someone that does set us up for a certain amount of risk and emotional exposure that doesn't feel very comfortable. So when you're going through the process of developing awareness, I just want you to remember that it doesn't always mean it's going to feel comfortable, but if you can lean into that uncomfortability in a safe, you know, manageable way, you really can make some lasting changes. And that's been my whole, you know, reason for wanting to spend so much time on these attachment styles. And for anyone that still hasn't taken the quiz, there is a link in the description of this video. You're welcome to go and take it, see how you're showing up, and then ask yourself, okay, yeah, how does that show up for me? Does that kind of make sense? Do I, do I see how I'm showing up in these ways? And then start seeing how you can turn that awareness on so you can catch yourself. That's the, that's the whole goal. It takes a lot of work, but it, it, it does work, man. You just have to apply it and just learn. It's just, you know, so there's a learning curve, obviously, but it, it, yes. if I can and do these things and improve, man, anybody can do it. There you go. Take it from Randy Cash. If people do want to connect with you and your funny self, you're not always in therapy mode. You just go with me in therapy mode. Where, where can they connect with your hilariousness? I'm on the Instagrams at our cash comedy. You can see my silliness and uh, have shows coming up. You can go there and find it. Thanks. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Mr. Cash. We um, have to wrap it up, but if you do want to connect with what I've got going on, go to my website, lindsaywalden.com. I've got a few additional tabs there that did not used to exist. I had a lot of people asking about recommendations for books and self-care supplies and whatnot. So there is a recommendations tab you can click on, see all of those things. Otherwise, you can read the blogs and listen to past podcast episodes if you would like. You can connect with me all over social media. On Facebook, I'm at Lindsay Walden Consulting. On Instagram, I'm at This Is Lindsay Walden. On TikTok, I am at This Is Lindsay Walden. And on Pinterest, it's Therapy Thoughts. So lots of places to connect. I hope you'll check those things out. Keep working on building your awareness and living your best life. And we will be back next week with more.